Hey everyone, this is Nick with Tenacity.ai, and with me today is my co-host, Jason, and you're listening to the Cloud Cost Optimization Podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, one of the central problems in organizing uh, around FinOps, around a cloud center of excellence, around, you know, having accountability inside of your organization. You know, how do you, how do you get uh, uh, cloud management uh, and consuming cloud services right from the get-go? How do you understand all these things? And it, and it, and it comes down to a problem we hear over and over. Uh, we just had this conversation uh, last night with a with another um, uh, consultant in the industry, and we talked for a good you know twenty minutes on just the topic of context of just really understanding context inside of an environment inside of an organization. Um, so, Jason, uh, I guess why don't you kick us off with uh, you know your thoughts first on kind of why context is important? What does context mean inside of cloud and inside of an organization? Well, it's, I think to probably make it as short as possible, it's to put, um, it's to apply the things that are specific to my business to the data that I'm reviewing. Um, in the cloud, it's typically spend or utilization or optimization based on maybe uh, products or business groups or teams, it, you know, could be many different things. Um, so it's, you know, viewing that data within the, the context that matters to me and not some generic way. Yeah, I think, I think this is where a lot of tools fall, at least in my experience, in my career, uh, as a developer, as an engineer, as a leader, uh, as a business owner, so many tools have created their own context. And I think that a lot of times in the past, they haven't been able to kind of grasp the context. They have to create a context and you need to mold into it. And, and so I'll, I'll use an example. Um, a really easy one to understand is that you need to understand the context of what infrastructure supports, what products and what revenue inside of your organization. So if you're consuming AWS and you have three lines of revenue, you want to know where your spending is relative to that revenue. Because if revenue is going up tremendously in one of those and your infrastructure costs are going up overall, you want to know if it's tied to the revenue or if it's tied to some other problem that you have. That's context. You know, I, I can get to it. In, I think in the way, you know, at least historically, when I was working inside of organizations, let's say, you know, 10, 15 years ago, sometimes that context was pre-baked into the systems of like, oh, well, you have a corporate finance department, you have HR costs, and you have IT costs, and you have sales costs and marketing costs. And it wasn't, you know, it, it, those tools weren't yet sophisticated enough. Um, and, and they were they were starting to get there right in that in that time, but they weren't yet sophisticated enough to say, all right, well, we actually need to think in terms of the context of the business itself, not some predefined way that we've thought about it. Well, and the, the part of that is because you now have ac you, you, we now have the ability to actually um, to accurately assign these costs now, which didn't exist before when we were managing IT infrastructure in an internal environment. Well, I mean, it, it it did, but it 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 did, but it didn't because <laughs> their tagging existed back then. But you know, I mean, t tagging is a thing in public cloud. It wasn't really a thing in VMware. <laughs> You know, you could do it, but I don't think it was utilized to the extent that it is now as a uh, tagging as an example. Um, but I think, you know, I think part of it is just now we have access to this granular data. So if we have access to this granular data by means other than putting it on our internal teams, right? Because before when everything was internal, 
to, to go through that would have been to put that project on the internal IT teams to go and make sure that everything was done this way. Well, now that we've got cloud and we've got all of this, we're doing it with code and everything's automated. Now the ability to actually get at this granular data about where all these costs are going um, is achievable. And so of course, now that it's achievable, we're gonna wanna look at it in our context and not just at some higher hierarchy level, right? Where it was before. Yeah. So I think just the power of having this use, this by the minute or hour usage-based data and spend-related data has opened up Pandora's box to understanding for, the, for organizations to understand where these costs are going because now I can actually look at it and go, oh, my spend increased, but it was this one business unit or product here that just happened to blow their sales out by two times last quarter, right? Whereas before, my spend right. increased. Why? Where is this going? IT is... IT is just, they're, they're, they're way out of control, right? And so part of this is now ITA is able to justify back to the organization. No, 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 we've got, we've got, we've got control on it, but for some reason, this application over here spiked in usage in a way that is not normal. Oh, is it because they sold twice as much? Great, now we figured it out. So it's, it's right. not only powerful yeah. for the business, it's powerful for the IT teams. Well, I think, I think that the consumption-based um, pricing has forced organizations to think about context because of, because of accountability issues. You no longer have a pre-approval process. You now have a uh, look-back process to, to understand. You, you reconcile cloud costs, not, um, not necessarily approve the next year or three years of capital spending on, on IT equipment. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a forced hand there. I think that it also highlights the opposite of, of what you just said, which is when it's not, you know, when it's not aligned to revenue, where is it? Why do I have an anomaly? Why do I have spending going up? Why is it, quote unquote, out of control? And, you know, it, it can come down to a, a number of reasons. Sometimes there's internal uh, processes that maybe are, you know, a, a yearly thing or a monthly thing, right? They may be periodic. Right. It also may be that, that, you know, there is something that's misconfigured. I mean, how many times have we gone into an organization with, uh, you don't have to answer this, but it's a lot of times. How many times have we gone into an organization where they're using S3, they have a ton of S3 buckets, they've turned versioning on, and they've not configured it at all. And so their costs are out of control because they keep adding to these S3 bucks, they keep changing these files, and every version that's ever been is still there, including all the deleted stuff. So even if they go through and delete everything out of a bucket, they don't save any money. It's still there. Right. And so, you know, there there are there are needs um, to also describe those problems and go find them. So I think that's that's one part of context. The second part, and which is what we're kind of hitting on here, is that there's a context outside of departmental or revenue-based context. There's also this you know context around like, hey, I just saw an anomaly or I just saw a spending issue. Great, now I have a bunch of alert noise in my Slack channel or in my support system. What do I do with it? And we hear this one all the time. Providing context around why the alert was actually generated and what sorts of issues exist in the environment that could lead to it is really critical for an engineer trying to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the, what the thing that uh, this, this conversation that we had that was uh, interesting to me was, which I don't know how widely, um, 
solid customers or enterprises tagging strategy was is but the ability to see this data from say azure gcp and aws in one single view so it's like i have an right. app app xyz and that tag exists in azure gcp and aws i want to know all those costs and that was that was an interesting thing as well i mean we've heard that a number of times before from customers but typically we've what I've heard is that the tagging strategy doesn't support that, not that, that the capability needed to be there. So I wonder if the, the tagging strategy is changing around that. It, right. Um, well, I think there's, there's, there's ways outside of tagging as well. It's, it's understanding, you know, account-based uh, allocation. Or subscription-based, right? you know, too. Right. Or subscription-based allocation, right? So I, I think there are, there are ways to still manage that and understand those costs. But, but I think the, the message is important here. Whether through a tagging strategy or through an uh, account-based strategy, um, organizing your environments across multi-cloud so that you can actually identify an app contextually is, is really important. It's something that's actually, frankly, has not existed um, in IT in so far, you know, for as long as I've been in it. Now, I could go point to pieces of hardware and I say, well, you know, this is a part of app one and this is a part of app two, but I couldn't really understand what my total cost was on that app or what the real resources, uh, right. you know, were that were associated with it. Like what part of my quote unquote network router was uh, servicing app one versus app two. That, that would have been really hard to derive. And now it's actually really easy to get that context uh, inside of the, the cloud providers with the data they provide and the tools that are available to, to go and understand this. So when, then, when you go to refactoring an application, which is where you get real savings, like you can get savings cleaning up your environment, you can get savings right. with commitment-based discounts or enterprise discounts, but the real savings comes from refactoring and leveraging the cloud, not just using the old model of my big old SQL server and a bunch of application servers and some web servers in the front end. You really do need to leverage serverless containers, the sorts of data platforms that are available to get tremendous savings. Well, how do you do that if you can't contextually say, here's the app I'm refactoring? And, and get granular usage data on that application, right? I mean, you can't. And um, that is the next step, right? Uh, is the ability to be able to take a workload contextually to the the customer or partner whoever it is and be able to tell them this looks like you could refactor some of this this way and it will save you this much and that is like savings plans and reserved instances are are only delaying the inevitable and they're they're instruments to keep you using the most expensive services within cloud that, that's all they are. And so now, so I can commit to savings plans. Okay, I can kick the can down the road a little bit further before I move to serverless. But that's where you get the real savings. That's what the, what the, you know, what the public cloud providers maybe aren't fearing, right? Because they'll figure out a way to make their money. Um, but they are trying to delay the revenue shift from legacy compute to modern compute. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and to be honest, it's beneficial to them too because uh, as soon as you start moving down the the serverless path, you have a little more of the lock in problem. Can can you lift that code and shift it to to Azure's uh, uh, functions? You, 
Mm-hmm. I guess, yes, you, you can do that, but um, it gets a little scarier from the perspective of how to actually redeploy this app uh, elsewhere, or I guess uh, scarier is the wrong word. It becomes a little more work. So it, there is a benefit to them from the stickiness factor. As long as they're providing you a good service, you refactor your app to use those services, and you start to get great savings, but you'll be with them for a very long time. Yep. All right. I think we covered off on context and what it means. Uh, I'm sure we're going to touch on this again because it's such an important topic. It really is where the next generation of cloud cost management services, where FinOps tools themselves are going to go, is away from just the visualization. And and where they are right now is around intelligent decision-making, especially around commitment-based discounts. But it's going to go to the place where we start to have context into what should be refactored. And, th- and that's, you know, that's the future. That's, that's where tenacity is going. That's where we're going to see the tools, uh, the really impressive tools go in the future. Um, that's, that's it for the show today, folks. Any parting thoughts, Jason? Go get a savings plan from if you're an Azure customer and you're not implementing any. And if you need help, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Head up to the website, tenacity.ai. With free assessment, you get to talk to to us. We'll go through through your environment. It doesn't matter how big your environment is. We'll do a free assessment for you, actually go through your environment with you, give you some pointers on on where you can have some savings. Uh, We'd love to sign you up to use the tool. Of course, it's free to bake off against any other tool that you use. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Cloud Cost Optimization Podcast. Thanks, everyone.